0: From the Credit Union National Association, this is the CUNA News Podcast. Credit Union people. Credit Union ideas. Financial wellness is at the heart of the credit union service philosophy. I'm Ron Jos, Senior Editor with CUNA News. In this episode of the CUNA News Podcast, Greg Micklig, CUNA's Executive Vice President and Chief Engagement Officer, takes a deep dive in exploring how CUNA has made financial well-being for all a strategic priority for America's credit unions. Not only does the concept of financial well-being for all make sense from a member service perspective, it's also a critical element in sharing the credit union advocacy story with state and national lawmakers. But even the concept of financial well-being varies from individual to individual and credit union to credit union. In this discussion, Mickley will address both the challenges CUNA has encountered and the opportunities we've capitalized on in making financial well-being for all an essential part of the credit union narrative. As Greg shares in this interview, 88% of members believe their credit unions care about their financial well-being. That's a remarkable statement of trust in an age when service matters more than ever. In one that reflects the impact credit unions have in the everyday lives of their members and communities. So Greg, we are longtime colleagues and friends, but for those in the audience who don't know, why don't you tell us what you do at CUNA? Sure,
1: Ron. I am currently the Executive Vice President and Chief Engagement Officer for Credit Union National Association. What that entails is the areas of marketing, uh, strategic communications, our digital presence, our strategic credit union relations, which includes both our member experience team, which would be our call center and email response team, as well as our engagement consultant group, which meets in person with credit unions and leagues throughout the country. Also have our system provider relations and sales and business development. And finally, our market intelligence function. So really anything that touches the, the membership kind of on an outgoing basis from CUNA to the members.
0: As I said, I'm a longtime colleague of yours, Greg, and I can say that you are perfect for that role. So glad to have you on the podcast today. Thank you, Ron. CUNA has undertaken financial well-being for all as a priority, and it's something we've been working on for quite some time. And do you, can you kind of unpack why we've undertaken financial well-being for all as a priority? Yeah, that's a a big question, and I think
1: think over the course of our discussion today, there's going to be a number of points that are relevant to that question. I think it might be helpful just to kind of start and level set on what financial well-being for all is, and then maybe I can expand more on why CUNA placed that at the forefront of our work.
0: And that's a big question, what financial well-being for all is, and there's no one answer, as, as I think our audience will come to know.
1: Right, right. And, you know, the the CFPB, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, has tried to give us one answer for that, And, and they really talk about, it includes both what people do with their money and how they feel about their money. And they do have a formal kind of definition, and their definition is it's a state of being wherein a person can fully meet current and ongoing financial obligations Can feel secure in the financial future and is able to make choices that allow them to enjoy life. So that's their definition. I know there's a lot packed in to that definition. With, you know, kind of thinking through that, it also allowed us as we've thought more and learned more about how financial health impacts both emotional and physical health. We've worked with others both within and alongside the CUNA and Affiliates family to better understand overall well being. And so, in particular, we've worked with the National Credit Union Foundation and their leaders on, on what this all means. And whether you take our long standing credit union mantra of people helping people, or our work to demonstrate and promote the credit union difference in terms of how we serve members versus how other financial services providers interact with their customers. Credit unions have always placed the financial health of those they serve at the forefront of what they do. And we at CUNA noticed that, saw that amazing work that was taking place and wanted to integrate what we'd been doing in those areas with others across the system and in collaboration with
0: the foundation. Internally at CUNA, the, the financial well-being for all, is it's been kind of baked into everything we do as far as thinking about our, our member credit unions. Can you talk a little bit about where we started with this and how far we've come.
1: Yeah, and I I think I touched on a little bit about this in my last answer, but really as we started to hear more about financial wellness and you know, I just spoke with Gigi Highland this last week at a, an event that we're at together and talked about how, you know, The foundation had done so much work to take the idea of financial literacy and and, and evolve that into what financial well-being is and we you know we wanted to be involved with that as as the national trade association as cuna and so we undertook a strategic assessment back in 2020 to really try and understand how we could be involved and we asked credit unions and leagues and other partners kind of to help us clarify our role in financial well-being for all. And what we heard was that CUNA needs to focus on advocating for credit unions, that's what we do, that's job one at CUNA, is, is to be in the forefront of advocacy for credit unions, and also to provide the data to back the storytelling that we're able to do. So how can we show with real data that credit unions are doing what they're saying they're doing in this space. And that all, as I said, that all happened in 2020. And of course, you know what else happened in 2020 was the the COVID pandemic. And so we had, at that point, I was working with what we called the COVID Task Force. And that was really operational, talked about PPE and kind of, you know, how credit unions are serving their members with those lockdowns that were taking place and flexing staff. But over time, a couple of themes began to emerge, and one was how are credit unions addressing the advanced digital at that point, the accelerated pace, and then also how are they addressing the financial health or the financial well-being of their members, and as a result, we formed the Digitization Working Group, which maybe some people have heard me talk about that or have read some things about the work that we're doing with system partners in that area and then we formalized our work around financial well-being for all. That was tough to do with COVID going on, but we got a lot a lot done. We were able to reach out and work with other organizations in the system. We knew that survey fatigue was a real thing because a lot of people were asking, you know, sending out surveys about what's going on with your your COVID environment and those types of things. So we didn't want to Send out another survey to ask about financial well being. We had done some of that, others had done some of that. We really decided to focus in on the idea of purchasing data that would help us kind of define or support the storytelling. So, you know, you ask where we started, that's kind of where we started now. How far have we come? Well, we went ahead and we purchased the Equifax data set, which is a huge data set and it it really can provide us with a lot of information on member and consumer level data around how people are using their you know their financial resources we purchased a system to store that data within cuna we've invested resources to complement the you know the amazing data team that we already have here to be able to actually analyze that that information and and start to gather insights from it and we continue to build kind of that collaborative mindset around all of this by working with the foundation To schedule convenings and system you know partner meetings around financial health and we brought in other financial health leaders maybe not even specific to credit unions but to have those conversations and those were both in person and virtually and and even virtually to some point now even though we're kind of past a lot of those covid barriers and in fact that's one of the that's where I, i was talking with Gigi earlier this week was at one of those types of convenings
0: and let's talk about the overall reception from the credit unions and the leagues too. Is this something that the leaders within the system have have really gravitated?
1: Yeah, you know, to be honest, it kind of depends on who you ask. So I'd say a large majority of credit union leaders have shown great interest or have outwardly supported You know, the system efforts around this. Those closest to the work continue to ask for more of what we and others are doing. And in particular, system leaders have been craving that data side to to help tell the story, which is kind of what I touched on. Of course, there are some folks who really want to understand the why behind all of this. And... Uh, As such, we continue to do our best to use our national megaphone at CUNA to amplify all the work credit unions are doing every day to demonstrate what we mean by financial well-being for all. And league leaders have been integral in these conversations. They've been able to bring the state and regional perspectives to the dialogue to help us see how financial health isn't really a one-size-fits-all, but it's variable depending on the communities, states, and regions that it affects. And we really wouldn't have been able to get to where we are in this work, especially in the advocacy realm, without the support and input from leagues. And then when you kind of dig in with those credit unions that are really invested, they're at the table, too, and and, and they're helping us understand how they're serving their members directly or how it impacts households within their community. And they're doing that because it's their mission and it's their passion and it's it's simply what they do. So taking all of that and being able to help tell the stories of what credit unions are doing really does kind of hit that how are they receiving it we have a lot of credit unions a lot of system providers that are really excited about this so there are some we still need to to bring along but i think overall the reception has been positive and it's and as people understand it more and more we are gaining more and more
0: momentum around it so what are the remaining challenges as as we sit here
1: Sure. I think a lot of this crystallized for me at the at that meeting I referred to earlier this week. And, you know, you asked about my role at, at CUNA, and as Chief Engagement Officer, I dig into our member survey results, and I also hear the anecdotal information that comes in from the field, through our member experience team, and even through our league relationships. And I hear that on a regular basis, and I think what it comes down to is that most if not all credit unions place service to their members at the top of their strategic plan in some way or another and this can look very different from institution to institution from a tactical standpoint many will tell you this is how they drive the financial health or financial well-being of their members and that may be specific to a subset of the membership. It might be their membership as a whole, or perhaps it's even their communities. And, and I say that purposefully because some credit unions may build out certain products or solutions to address the specific hardships that happen within their field of membership that aren't common elsewhere. They may do that in a broad manner, or it could be very specific to a subset of their membership. Other credit unions may be trying to score how they're doing in providing financial wellness at the individual level through a set of metrics. And those metrics may be ones that they've developed, they're proprietary, or it could be part of a broader solution, something that they've found in the marketplace or they've purchased. And so when you consider all of those approaches and, and really the many other variables that are out there, and you try to bucket them into this thing we call financial well being for all, that's really hard. And it, you know, building the collaboration with, with various entities throughout the system and, and even beyond the system is is also very hard because, you know, they're looking at financial health and wellness for their communities or maybe their customer bases that are different than credit union members or maybe their employees. And so, you know, we're speaking in different terminology and we have unique viewpoints on what the best path forward is, but I I think we're making progress and and real progress. And I I truly believe it's making a difference and it's going to be extremely impactful as we go forward.
0: Just to be clear for our audience, that terminology is important relative to the data too, isn't it? Because that data is important for advocacy. Do you want to talk a little little bit about that?
1: Yeah and and so we actually have taken some of the channels that that we've long utilized and we've started to use them to gather you know more of that data so we have Of course the information from the Equifax data set that can provide a lot of data and we're parsing through that and we're pulling some of that from the lending environment but we've also used our national voter poll and we've put some questions into that to ask consumers how they feel about their finances and remember if you go back to that CFPB definition it's about how people feel about their money in addition to what they're doing with their money And we've gotten back some impressive results. 88% of credit union members say that their financial institution cares about their financial well-being. And that's those that give a positive or a very positive response to that question. And if you drill a little further, specific to those responding very positively, credit union members are one and a half times more likely than non-members to say this, to say that their financial institution cares about their financial well-being and that's a significant differentiator when you talk about credit unions versus other financial services providers and to your point that's significant when you're able to take that proof point in an advocacy realm to lawmakers and policymakers as well so You know, we've got a lot. I'm not going to dig into the findings necessarily here and and throw a bunch of numbers out, but there's a lot of information there. And it's all available on the CUNA.org website. We do house our financial well-being for all information within the advocacy portion of our website, because this does, you know, really does help drive our advocacy messaging uh, on behalf of credit unions.
0: And I think credit unions would attest to this. It's in many sense, it's a natural part of what they do. It's part of why we were founded. Can you speak to that point a little bit?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think that that was even what I was getting to when talking a little bit about the challenges. It's not that credit union leaders don't believe in this. It's that they're doing it. They've been doing it for decades, but they each do it in their own way. And so as, you know, kind of I mentioned at the beginning of the discussion, you just touched on it too, credit unions are rooted in people helping people and that philosophy. And we've built our story as not-for-profit member-owned financial cooperatives that are consumers' best financial partners. So we we talk about the credit union difference and how credit unions advance communities. And, and that's all really important. And it's what credit unions do. It's what they deliver by extension, not just to their members, but to Americans as a whole because you know what we do impacts how other financial institutions are expected to behave and we do it not because someone told us that we have to do it we do it because it's in our DNA and, and that's kind of a, a key differentiator too so yeah when you look at all you know the survey results and 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 you see that credit union members if you their financial institution much more favorably you know that's a big deal and i think again it just reflects back on because that's what credit unions do and you know, using financial well-being for all as a way to explain or reinforce that, really for anyone who will listen, whether that's lawmakers or, you know, the general public consumers, you know, using that as a way to reinforce it is, is really how we're going to help people see how credit unions make an impact on the communities of their membership and those individuals that they serve.
0: And in making this a priority and and really kind of spreading this message, I mean, do you think financial well-being is something that every credit union can do?
1: Yes, and I and, and maybe it's a little bit of a, a broken record when I say this, but I think it's something that they are doing. And, you know, we're just trying at CUNA to supplement and support what they do, you know, and the leagues are in this with us together. And we're trying to use our megaphone to take all those different things that they're making impacts and, and tell a story as a credit union system. And, and again, kind of going back to, you know, the various data and research that we have, we're able to show that what credit unions are doing already works. We know that on average credit union Members are more financially resilient than other consumers. They are more likely than non-members to use financial education and counseling services. So this means that members are more likely to engage in practices that improve their financial well-being. And they report that credit unions have improved their lives in this area. It's because credit unions talk about financial counseling and they offer services. And that's a big piece of what they both message and deliver to members. And I don't want this to be about sales, but but CUNA has this certified financial counseling program, FICEP we call it, and a lot of credit unions use this. And it's really a way for their employees to be equipped with the skills and knowledge required to guide their members to, find, to, to have better financial outcomes and make better financial solutions and decisions and I think that's just another tool, and it's a way in which CUNA is helping credit unions deliver on financial well-being for all. But that's not the only way. It's, you know, credit unions do this in so many different ways. And really, the way we look at it within our organization is how can we continue to do our best to gather the stories of all those different things that they do, back them with the data that we have, and ensure that we deliver those stories in a cohesive package to lawmakers and consumers in collaboration with the foundation, leagues, and other system supporters who continue to make this a priority.
0: I think that five-step program is, it's not a sales call. It's not a, a sales pitch because the credit unions I speak with when I write articles on financial well-being, they talk about creating meaningful moments with members. And if your employees are certified in financial planning, when they have time with members, with that training, they can they have more opportunity to create those meaningful moments, and that goes back to what you said—that credit unions they're naturally fit to, to serve their members in these meaningful moments, and that FICEP programs equips them to do that.
1: Absolutely, and in one of my former lives, I was a league president, and I actually had you know, staff at at the league go through the FISEP program really to have that understanding of how, you know, credit unions are doing that work and to better relate to the work that the credit unions are doing from the league level. I also know that there are system providers that are asking us, you know, ways in which they can get their own teams engaged in FISEP because they have, you know, they have call centers that are taking calls directly from members on behalf of credit unions and so they want their team to be able to have that kind of background and whether it's certification at least having the knowledge to be able to talk to and speak to some of the financial challenges that those who call in have so that they can then refer to resources and be able to at least give the credit union additional you know indications of what of what they're hearing when they get calls from members
0: thanks for listening to the CUNA news podcast subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher Radio.